People once believed that when someone dies, a crow carries their soul to the land of the dead. But sometimes, just sometimes, the crow could bring that soul back to put the wrong things right. Gasoline, I smell. <laughs> Victims, aren't we all? Welcome to Midnight Movies. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm Thanatos Kane, Kane for short. Or if you want to do T Kane, that is my hip hop name and my hip hop album will be coming out in 2021. For that, but I can never do these alone, and I, I never do because if I do, I probably blow the whole thing up. And I'm always here with the man, the myth, the legend, Captain Mike. Captain, fire it up! <laughs> fire it up! Fire it up! So, uh, so, so, so T Kane, huh? T Kane, baby. Busting it out tonight. Told you I was gonna sneak that name. (laughs) (laughs) So man, how you been? I've been pretty good. I mean, I'm just um, keep myself occupied with our self quarantine going on again. You know. Well, it's it's it stopped being self quarantine, and we're back to a full quarantine. Now we're back to a full quarantine (laughs) down here here in Florida. Yeah. yeah, So a couple, couple. Let's just say a couple people had a very colorful way of displaying affection, and uh, because of that. We're back where we started. Hey, hey, again. hey! I had already, I had just drank four, four shots of Jaeger. Don't you got to excuse that, all right? I will excuse that, <laughs> but hey, you know, at least you did that in the comfort of your own home. Exactly. Some people didn't, and um, now we're back to where we once began again. I think I saw that in a sci-fi movie somewhere. Some old scholar said that you're back now to where once you began, like some weird, I don't know. Anyway, we discussed doing this movie, I guess, last week, so we're gonna do it, and we are doing Alex Proyas's. The Crow, yes, Alex Proyas. That Alex Proyas, Dark City Alex Proyas, Gods of Egypt Alex Proyas. And he did this one as the adaptation of the John O'Barr comic, which has completely nothing to do with the comic, but we'll get to that when we do the watch along. It does a little. I mean, it's a little bit of elements in there, but. um, Influence. We'll call this one an influence from. um, So, yeah, definitely. Oh, also, uh, Alex Xander Proyas. Probably one of my favorite Will Smith movies, uh, I Robot. I Robot, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, 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 a Smithian or a Will Smith fan altogether, but he has a couple, and I Robot is definitely one of those ones. I think, it, I think when he plays the offbeat characters, not the, not the typical characters that you would kind of expect him to play, but when he plays these, these anti-hero characters, I think is probably the best. He does, yeah, he does pretty well in those roles. Yeah, like I, I liked him as Deadshot in Suicide Squad. I thought he was one of the better points in that movie. Him and Harley. Yes. Yeah. But um, now, definitely, this movie is something that's near and dear to both of our hearts. I think it's. I think it was after we got done doing our our last week's uh, movie, uh, Deep Blue Sea. 
and uh, we were sitting there talking afterwards, and we, I think we were just playing some songs, and we I kept uh, pulling up Crow songs, and I'm like, man, this is something that is like important to both you and I, like as far as when it came out, uh, our ages. I mean, I we were just out of high school. This was something wrong. I was just out of high school. Uh, this was a the soundtrack alone, and the the I understand the the death of Brandon Lee was a big factor in the in the excitement of the movie. But again, to me, I, I have, I had picked up this book, the, the, the crow book, I think when I first heard they were making it. So a year before, and I had just fallen in love with, with uh, James Hobar and uh, have followed him pretty much ever since uh, his, uh, his comic book career or graphic novel career. I mean, I know he does release some in comic books, but he does he releases those comic books in graphic novel eventually i mean as he's releasing those these these books are all supposed to be one book yeah and the, and the whole synopsis of the story i believe was different every time because i think it was one i believe if i'm correct it's been a while i think it was one central character going through just different stories not and it was the, the central character was more the 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 essence of the crow it wasn't yes. that, because you would there was a cowboy in one there was the indian which we saw i think uh one of the crow movies which we will not talking or, or oh boy. reviewing there is another one we will be reviewing but that's near and dear to my heart even more because i i i, I really truly enjoyed this movie and i i think kane hasn't seen it in a while i think it might help he yeah, might enjoy it so <laughs> I've, only, I've only seen the the other movie a handful a couple times you might have to walk me through that one but um definitely will but this one, yeah, I know it by heart. Um, like verbatim, I think it's one of the most quotable. I think that was the most that was a big of, thing. Most one quotable of movies most, of all time for me. One of is. your most quotable movies on social yes. media. I can tell you that much. Oh yes. If Again, you, another reason why I think we should do this. Fire it up, man. So uh, I guess we could just fire it up. So we'll yep. just go in uh three, two, one, and fire it up. <laughs> all right. Miramax, good old yeah, Miramax. Yeah, old Miramax. Oh, oh. oh boy. Uh, I will have to say Miramax did release probably some of my more favorite 90s movies. Yeah, they had a, lot of, uh, they had, they had a good run for a while. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Kevin Smith movies came through there. This movie came There's a lot of good ones. I'm not not endorsing what uh, what somebody did, but uh, but the, the production of Miramax movies I, I was very always happy with. I love this beginning i like the way it's shot too mm-hmm. so grim gothic-y even the score is good oh yeah so this the score yeah the the orchestra score and the soundtrack are just those are one of those rare moments where they both are standalone and it's one of those this is one of those movies that we talk about guys yeah that, you know that you don't we don't get this anymore where literally the soundtrack will bring you back into the movie other than you know your Disney movies, really, that's about it nowadays. Mm-hmm. Again, I like the way they began this movie too. Yeah. Like basically, it's already happened, or it's 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 going in the process like that. The skirtle's dead, the dude is dead, and good old Ernie Hudson. Yep. Good old Ernie Hudson in this film. I think we always talked about having like, cause if you look at this movie, there's a lot of like, um, you know, decently seasoned actors who've been there for a while and you want to surround the young actor with guys who know what they're doing. 
kind of the same approach they took in this movie. Yep. They got Ernie Houghton. They got Michael Wil- well, Wilcott. Wilcott. We'll see later on. Um, a couple others, too. The guy who plays uh, T-Bird. He's been in a lot of stuff. And actually, I'll tell you what movie he's in lately, and you won't believe it when we get there. When we get there. Who gets married on Halloween? Oh, a lot of people. <laughs> Nobody. And I love that when I when I, <laughs> I, when, I have, that. when I've read when I've read some books and things, and you're like, man, how would they really do this on on the big screen? This is how they do it. They they flip the middle as the beginning and 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 show you what happened, and then you you catch up in flashbacks. And I think that sometimes is the best way to. Yeah, I like that. Sometimes that. a long drawn out intro can just kill a movie for me. And yeah. then by the time you get to like, you know, what it's building up to, it's like, uh, you know, I don't I don't care. Yeah, because I mean, if you really took the comic book as page by page, scene for scene, it, it probably I don't think it would have translated over that well. No. This guy's a dick. Oh yeah, I just remember this. He's just a total dick. I think he, he he was that way in pretty much everything. I think so. I'm thinking, who is that? Uh, Mark, is that Marco Torres or Rodriguez? That's Marco Rodriguez. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You, you look at you look at his his list of movies. You know the Marco's been a lot, yeah, lot of stuff, man. Yeah, he's had a. I mean, it's not a lot, but it's he's definitely had a good good run but yeah a lot of them are, are sort of you know kind of your your dicky characters i think marco was in that movie cobra with a stallone i think he was one of the young detectives if i remember correctly uh no actually he was uh, he was the killer he was, was he the, the killer game. yeah again yeah he, he always played the kind of like a, a douchebag dicky kind of character. i don't think he was the main killer though i think the no, other no, guy no, was no he was he was just like the, i don't think he was like a nameless nameless guy in one of the scenes because okay. that, that's yeah you'll find him in a lot a lot of leather in some of his movies so you know kind of sometimes playing the uh the, the biker dude you know most kids who act the movies to me are very annoying unless they're really good i thought she was really good she didn't annoy me well i mean she's at that age it's usually i think you're talking more like kid kids she she was you know early teens so i don't think it was uh such a bad um bad she she had some some acting time that's rochelle davis i don't think she's done much since then more like b movies she is our age so yeah so you gotta think yeah she was she's done well she did the crow she did hell house grotesque and then she did one episode of grindhouse radio so she has nothing else on the horizon. So that's, just sometimes that's good. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes get out of the business, you know, just make your money and get out. So we have a budget of $23 million back in 1993, 94. And uh, box office doubled. So, I mean, wasn't, you know, record-breaking. But it was a it was a double for uh, up to fifty million. Yeah, made money. Um, it's funny. It's it's so when you look at the I, I use a lot of my numbers when I go to look at um, this. I look, I look up a, a box office mojo, and, and they usually show you your domestic totals and your international and your worldwide. Domestically, I think they I don't think it was a, it released worldwide. 
Because no, I, I don't think it did. The, the domestic number is the same as the worldwide number, so I'm thinking uh, they didn't. They just released it and just said okay. I don't know if the fact that you know because of what happened with Brandon or if there was they just didn't feel like it needed to be released. I think I figured they would have at least wanted to release uh, in in Europe because I know this you know James O'Barr's you know his his writing style really fits with that that mm-hmm. genre. But the must it must underneath in the kitchen. Let me do it. <laughs> and don't fuck with Winston's fucking uh, hot dog. He's from New York, man. Yeah, man. Winston knows, man. He's a Ghostbuster, butch. This is this is actually the movie that takes place after he retires from Ghostbusters. He becomes a cop, goes to Detroit. Yeah. It's all in the same universe. Yeah. You could see him like on, on you know. That's, that's why he ain't afraid of no ghosts when he talked about, you know, the crow. That's, that's right. It's exactly. That's why he didn't run away. It was everything but ghosts. So this is something interesting. Did you know that Alex wanted to do the whole movie just like the comic book? No. He, he wanted, I, I he wanted that, to make, ooh. yeah, he wanted to make it uh, black and white closer to the, to the comics and only using uh, colors in Draven's flashback scenes. So that they would like kind of contrast, but the studio execs said no, and I think that would have been that would have changed this, this this feel and the style. And of course, there's my long lost brother, David Patrick Kelly, aka T Bird. Everything about this, I, I just like the way he sets up these scenes, like. Like the rebirth almost. Mm-hmm. So that's what they call it. And in a score, it's called the rebirth. This whole score now that's playing. It's just eerie. Like he's ripping through the damn coffin. I remember they talked to Brandon Lee. We did some interviews with him about him playing this character. And you see him like sitting on the set. He obviously like he grew his hair out. He did everything with this movie. He grew the hair out and everything. You see him on set. He's smoking a cigarette and he's talking to somebody. I think it was from Entertainment Tonight. And he's like, well, the whole thing is like, how would you be if you came back from the dead? Like, there's no rules. There's like, there's, there's no, there's no format. So you literally, you can do anything. Which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. uh, James didn't want Brandon on this one. Wasn't until he actually met him and saw him in, in the costume is when he decided that okay because he, he thought okay because uh, the only thing he'd seen him in was showdown in little tokyo and rapid fire right i believe rapid no fire. no no james had only seen oh showdown okay. in little tokyo so when they're saying oh well you know brandon lee is going to be your and he's like no but it, it was uh it, he was he was thrilled when he first met saw him in the on set makeup crow outfit everything and he realized okay, that that was his his character Sometimes it's the, it takes that moment. You know, you can look at somebody in a scene from another movie and it's not so you see him or her in full costume that the, like the, the creators of those characters, you know, finally go, okay, that's what, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking about. That's what, that, that's the person there. Same thing happened with, um, was it uh, Anne Rice when uh, she, uh, she, uh, you know. She was Tom Cruise, yeah. Yeah, because because Anne Rice for Lestat, it, it was based off of Rutger Howard. That was her idea, and she, Tom Cruise was definitely not that idea. 
And it wasn't until she actually saw, she's like, okay, there, there's my Lestat. Of course, we're talking about a, a, an author who, uh, who's known for making phone calls as her characters to herself. So you kind of, you, yeah, you, you have to excuse Anne. Anne is a little off the rock or something. Which, you know, honestly, though, there was one point when she finally wrote, I think she wrote what was supposed to be the last Lestat book, like early 2000s. And she was like, yeah, she's like, no, I called as Lestat and said, oh, thank you. Goodbye. And I was like, okay, that kind of, you're, you're writing away your, your one true character. You know she has this masquerade ball every year in New Orleans at some house. I don't know if it's still going on or not. Yeah, I don't know, but like, like a back. She she went through a she went through a Christian phase, so I don't think. Oh, did she? That sucks. If you, I think uh, it was like. Oh, that sucks. I mean, well, after she, I think it was after the Lestat one, she with that uh, phone call. She started. There's a couple of her books that are a little heavy Christian, and uh, she she backed off of that uh, probably about five years ago, six years ago. She's back to being old, old good old Anne Rice. But yeah, no, I, I was one of those. I know what you're talking about because I wanted to go to that forever. It was like an yeah. old. It's supposed to be in like an old cathedral. Yeah, and yeah, I they, think they yeah. did, did it every year. Every Halloween, yeah. Oh boy. I'm I mean, who, they may still do it. Somebody might have. Once she said, "Oh, I'm no, that's you know, no, I'm not doing that anymore because I'm I'm not a, a believer in that." Maybe somebody picked it up. Now these scenes here that we're that we're not seeing him. This is his brother. Yeah, doing this like it's it's and again beautifully shot. Can't even tell. Yeah, I mean, well, you, yeah, because you got that face getting covered up. You know, I mean, they they did the best they could with the with shooting this in the proper way to you know to kind of fill in those blanks. I mean, this kind of does happen sometimes when you are watching movies, especially like somebody walking into a, into a room. It may, it may not always be the actor. That's like their, oh, their it could double. be somebody else. Yeah, it could just be their double standby or somebody. Yeah. So really, a lot of the tricks and things they did here aren't like, ooh, wow. They're pretty impressive if you think about it. I mean, and this is done early '90s, so yeah, yeah. And you can't even tell. I mean, they disguised it very well, like you said, but yeah, but like the hand things that that's the, that's yeah. second, that's second and third unit stuff that it's that could be the director's hand, you know? <laughs> yeah, it could be anybody. There's a, there's a couple of movies where you see the hand uh, the uh, the a character picking up something and it's actually the director's hand because they, they, they wanted it. They did it as some post. Now I believe he borrowed this from the comics. Cause I believe the crow always relives his death to be reborn. If I'm correct. Cause in yes. every movie, yeah. it's the same thing. Like they got to really, I think they stopped it after a couple of the other bad ones, but like the first two, if I recall, they always relive their death to be reborn. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have to. I mean, that was what was in the comic books because you have to you have to relive it to, to basically you're getting the pain back. You're, yeah, the, that's yeah, driving the pain. you. Yes. Again, folks, please remember early '90s. Don't don't fault the uh, special effects. <laughs> but but admire the music. Yeah, music. This is a this music. is a this is a low budget movie. Not really special effects heavy. Yes, I understand this is you know after Terminator, but nobody had the nobody had James Cameron money. So there's David Patrick Kelly, T Bird, mm-hmm. and he actually is a member of another film franchise currently. Which one do you think it is, sir? Patrick Kelly was he part of the uh, yeah. part of the uh, the Marvel movies or? No, 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 not a Marvel movie. No, 
But it is part of a film franchise. Oh, right probably one of yours. Um, uh, probably in the same yes, genre. It, genre of uh, the uh, uh, Wick. Is he part yep. of Wick? Okay. Yes, he is. He is okay. Charlie. He is the old. He's old man Charlie. Uh, I, I dude, it's been a while. Nice since to see you before. coming back to this, John. That's him. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Get up, fire! I do that every once in a while. Some people are like, "What?" Like you get never mind. I don't want to talk to you now. Yeah, man. If I see anybody do this, I always automatically am drawn to them. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. Now I do know who. Okay. Wow. He did get a little old there, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He put it I just realized he, yep. he was. He was the. Uh, he was the, yeah. the douche from uh, in Longest Yard. The old man. Yep. 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 That's that, him. Wow. Got he got old, man. Yeah. It happens to us all. I know, but how old was yeah, he? Yeah, he got old. Movie? It's got to be what, like, late thirties, mid thirties, maybe sixty nine now. So maybe early forties. Yeah, okay. I guess, I guess maybe just doesn't look that old in here. This chick is a French actress. I don't think she's done much after this neither. Most of them don't. Sorry, that's no, okay. Woman, I'm sorry. I say, I say chick. Yeah, this is uh, Sophia Sinyas. Yeah, she's and done a bit, but she's done like more. Yeah, episodes of The Outer Limits, The Hunger. Oh, she's more recording artist too, so maybe she's yeah. got more more music going for her than a. And she's a film director, so maybe she's got a. Yeah, so she's got her stuff going on. Little, little dance party music going on. Yeah. Little sexual chocolate. Yeah, this is again one of those ones I remember going to see in the theaters this this one like it's weird the ones that stick at stick out for me that i you know because i know you're always like well i kind of remember going to this one that one this one definitely i remember it was uh the old um warner park theater uh that was at a uh, 1792 and uh lee road yeah. one of the best intros to a yeah. character right now yep. music he's putting on the makeup that cure that cure song right now is just making this whole scene oh, yeah well, again, it's perfect because of, of the the in yeah. influence of the makeup too. Yeah, you know. Yep. Again, so so Brandon's brother here. I mean, it's this look has been copied over and over and over and over again. Yes, but never as good as it is in this movie. I, it's in my opinion. My opinion. I don't know. I think Sting pulled it up pretty good. Yeah, Sting built a whole character off it. <laughs> like, literally. Yep. I remember when I, we were watching the Monday Night Wars, and um, one of the first things my brother says, like, is he dressed like the crow? I'm like, and he would, like, deny it for the longest time. I'm like, come on, man. Again, I, I, this, you will uh, never... Never make a believer out of me to, to not say that Scott Hall is a genius because Scott Hall is yes, Scott was the guy who recommended he him. ripped off he ripped off the crow he ripped off um, uh, uh, shoot just drew a blank on his name Scarface I mean everything it's he he was one to to really pull into from the pop culture he did did a good job uh, the, money off the, the NWO I mean just everything was just like straight out of pop culture for him. The fuck? <laughs> Another one. Massa. 
Joe Polito, always another uh, great character actor you're going to see like everywhere. Yep. Or John, not Joe, sorry. I mean, actually, one we're mo- another movie we're going to do here uh, shortly, The Big Lebowski. He was in it. So, yeah, we will. That's right. Yeah, he was in Lebowski. He will, uh, he, he will be coming along. Yeah, I mean, you look at this man's career just as ridiculous. He played in the Thundercats, the 2011 one, as, as one of the voices. Mm. <laughs> That's awesome. Sorry. Well, that is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, again, yeah, I, I mean, we can't. And that, now you got, de- oh, now you got Nine Inch Nails, you got Dead yeah. Souls. I mean, come on. You go from the Cure to Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, you got, yeah, you got the Cure, you got the Cure doing the, doing their song. Then you got Nine Inch Nails jumping into uh, New World, New Order. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's... And this is a cover of a Joy Division song, too, which is actually really good. Was it Joy or was it New Order? No, it's Joy Division. Joy Division, okay. Yeah. Uh, this one actually, it's, I met a group of uh, musicians when I went to music school because they were trying to do this song, and I'm like, "You guys don't have a bass player to do it." That's that's. They're like, oh, "That's bass, man." Yeah, so I I was able to join them and met, met some uh some movie soulmates, so to speak. But yeah, just the, the soundtrack. Just I can't. I mean, you get like probably into the the ninth song on the soundtrack, and then you're like, yeah, kind of gets eh, all right. But for the bulk of it. Full soundtrack is good. Mm-hmm. That's just freaky. It's like, what? Well, he's dead. He doesn't care. And the one thing I do love about this movie is they didn't try to find somebody to do his voice. No. Like when, like usually in movies, you they'll do go back and do overdubbing because like here in the rain and outside, too much noise gets into the microphone and yeah. You but here they kept the grittiness and I think it it's important. It works, yeah, it's important. You need it. Yeah, because like in this this scene coming up, you, you sometimes you can have trouble hearing what he's saying because he's like because of you know the action he's trying to breathe and fight and stuff, but it's it works for it. If they would have had time to overdub it, I don't know if it would have had that same. Yeah, we would have just, I think it would have taken it away. Mm-hmm. And watch out, man. He knows karate. He'll whip your ass. Yeah, this was supposed to be Brandon's starting role for him yep. to become a, a leading man and an action star. But, you know, was, this was going to be the beginning. But The two movies we talked about beforehand, yeah, they weren't that great. Now, this is something interesting. I did not know this. Paramount Pictures initially developed and financed this film, but after Brandon Lee's death, uh, which caused production to shut down, and with an incomplete movie, they wrote the project off. They weren't going to release it. Uh, Entertainment Media Investment Corporation was created for the purpose to buy, of buying this film and completing it. And that's it. Mm. That's, a, that's the main reason that, that, it, that this you know, EMIC was created was just for this movie specifically because we would never have seen it if they didn't pick it up. Paramount would have just wiped it all, wiped it clean and we wiped it clean. Seen. Yep. Hmm. Which, you know, it's oh. sometimes it's one of those bad, bad, bad ideas, you know, it's, you know, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, yes, he died and it's tragedy, but 
you know, now you have a, a this is, film. This is so good. You have something for his legacy. Try harder. I love that. Ah! Oh! And then this. Victims. Now, where did he get that other knife? <laughs> what other knife? Oh, that knife. Uh, that oh, no, he probably he pulled knife. Yeah, where did he pull it out of? He pulled it out of him. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Okay, because that's sure one of He's got a whole bunch of he's got a whole bunch of knives. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like that. That was one of the things I always try to like tr- figure out. Like, cause he's throwing the knives at him. He, uh, he threw three, one missed. Uh, another one missed. He caught one, and then he used that one to get to his shoulder. And I was like, where did he get that other one from? The... Another good song. Yeah. Actually, later on, we'll we'll be introduced to to one of the other live bands that are there, and uh, my life with a thrill called Cult. And I, yeah, one of my favorites. I was I was introduced to them for, during Cool World, but that's when I watched them, and I'm like, man, they're an actual band doing this kind of industrial style. I was like, holy crap! I, that's when I became just a, a, a huge fan. Went out and bought everything I could find of theirs, and even bootleg stuff that I shouldn't have, but it did. I, li- I lived in LA then during that time frame, so uh, bootleg was uh, all over. Like you could literally walk into record stores and, and find like tons of bootleg stuff. Good old here Michael is good old Michael Wincott. Yep, we got a chance to actually meet him one time. Very uh, interesting gentleman. He came in. Uh, I was working at a guitar store in LA, and uh, we were in the gift shop. It was uh, for a guitar center store, and they had a, a handprint out in the, you know, this, uh, out in Sunset Strip. Mm-hmm. And you, we'd have celebrities walk in all the time, so I kind of became like jaded to seeing celebrities. But he came walking into the gift shop area, and he kind of did like a one of the little tour because we had a whole bunch of like um, museum pieces for you know musical history. And my friends are in there. They're like, "Man, who is that guy?" I was like, I got "Freaking, you don't know from the Crow, you." Robin Hood. I mean, come on! And they're like, "Who?" Because you just tell by the voice. Yep. It was instant. The second he, he didn't have, you know, of course, the long hair here is just all you know pugs. He was you know clean like buzz cut. But uh, yeah, it was just it was a real cool guy to meet. He's done a lot of voice acting late in his career. He actually was a uh, been doing a lot of PlayStation Four games. Last one. He did. He did a Dark Siders. He was the voice of death. Go figure. He's got it. I mean, that voice. Yeah. You, can't, you can't mistake in that voice. And in the same movie, you're with two excellent voice actors. Him and of course Tony Todd. I think he came in. He was looking for harmonica because I guess he played in a band, and that was what he was like. You know, looking for that. And I kind of thought that was interesting. I was like, I hope he doesn't sing because that'll be kind of strange. Sorry, Darla. I used to go out with a girl named Darla. (laughs) (laughs) 
Fun boy. That was supposed to be Iggy Pop, I believe. Yeah, I believe so. And and then he got him in the second one. But yeah. I guess he couldn't do the first one, I guess, because he was doing stuff. So mm-hmm. I think he was doing stuff all right. Yeah, fun stuff. So uh the, the girl that the lady that played uh, Darla, she actually was pretty busy beforehand. Uh, uh the Unforgiven, uh True Romance, Warlock. If you remember Warlock, <laughs> yeah, they made they, they, there was a trilogy of those movies. Yeah, they did. Warlock one through three. Yeah, they could have stopped at one. <laughs> I loved one man. They had like the uh, what I call like the wannabe Scottish Highlander guy who's fighting him. He's like, you must stop him. <laughs> I grieve for you, mother. She started her <laughs> career. Wow, you want to talk about B movie? She started her career in 1969 in a movie called Night of the Bloody Apes. It was a language version of a of the Mexican horror film, The Horrible Man Beast. Wow. <laughs> I've got something we need to find, dude. Mad scientist attempts to cure his son's leukemia by doing a heart transplant. It almost sounds as bad as a uh, Big Bang Theory, the movie that uh, Penny ended up doing. Dead girl. I shot Andy Warhol. Yeah. Shit on me. I'm looking for something in a style of an engagement ring. It was gold. Pawned here about a year ago. Oh. Oh, dude. Oh. So you know who Johnny uh, Johnny, I just said gave it away, but you know who James wanted to play to grow was Johnny Depp. Can you see it or no? Mm, yeah. It, we're not yeah, thinking, I can we're see not, it. We're not talking. We're not talking Jack Sparrow, Johnny. Depp. Yeah, I'm not thinking Jack. I was thinking something else. I was like, can he? Yeah, I think he could do it. I yeah. mean, you got to think during that time frame. Yeah, he probably could pulled it off. Would have been different, but you know, I wouldn't have hated it. So imagine if it was Johnny Depp, we'd have Brandon Lee in the Pirates of the Caribbean instead. Oh gosh! <laughs> Give me the rum. <laughs> Can't ring rum all the time. <laughs> <Can't>. <laughs> Drunks, aren't we all? They're rebooting that now. You heard about that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, I think it's just the fact that they're forcing an all-female cast. I'm like, that's let's, that's let's, what I'm like. Let's do a story. Don't force anything, and don't call it Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, you can call it Pirates of the Caribbean, and we'll have, they can have a series of pirate movies. Just have a different title underneath it. You know, Dead Men's Chest. They just want to keep that IP. That's what it is. I, that's that fine. I get money. that. I get that. I just don't like the idea of doing all female. Care. I just to me, I, and again. I don't like the fact that sometimes it's all male leads. Do we always do a blend? Don't do one or the other. I think that's just so backwards thinking. I, and again, I, it coming from a white middle-aged man is, is probably the wor- worst one to make a comment like that. But mm. I've never agreed with the way things were to begin with. So I've always been a firm believer everybody should have their equal footing. 
And I just, when I see people doing the all female cast of something that really would be more, make more sense to have a male female mix. To me, I think that's just us going backwards. Oh, just because you did it, we're going to do it too. And I'm like, that, mm-hmm. no, the two, two wrongs don't make a right in that really, in that, that aspect. The only time I see like one straight thing is like, yes, okay, if it's you know a, a black movie or taking place in you know, Africa or something like that, yeah, obviously an Af- you know full African cast, uh, an mm-hmm. Asian movie. You know, I think they're doing that with uh, uh, Shang Li. You know, that's yeah, obviously the one they're like making news announcements. Going to be an all Asian cast. Well, no shit, Sherlock. And it kind of has to be, man. I didn't, expect, I, I didn't expect a Scottish guy to be playing him. Yeah, of course, it's going to be. <laughs> I'm Shang Chi. <laughs> You know, from Ireland. Yeah, just to me, just some of the things that are said and done just really throw me off. Now, the one character that has not made his face known and will not make his face be known here. Do you know who that is? Who was omitted from this movie? Well, not omitted, deleted. Uh, Was it Billy Idol? No. Own character, not actor, character. Oh. Love the fact he steals a guitar. That would have been me. No, the Skull Cowboy. Oh, they did film scenes with the Skull Cowboy. I it, wonder if those are available. You can find with them. Brandon? Uh, no, no, it was actually that was um, Michael Berryman. Really? Like, like the Skull Cowboy? Yeah. Huh. I don't think he would have. Uh. Well, you got to really. I mean, what the Skull Cowboy represented, I think, is what they the reason they took it out. The Skull Cowboy was sort of the the sort of the crow esque he was he would he was the one that was giving the the human crow brandon yeah. the, giving him the abilities and and everything you know to do what he was supposed to do yeah i, I don't think he needed it i if you watch I mean, the tra- if you watch those deleted scenes they were they were great they were really i'll check great. them out i think honestly crazy. I think with, with, with the with the death of Brandon and the scenes that they had to film to but to to fill in, I I think they should have just brought him the Skull Cowboy in to kind of fill in that to face to finish it up. Yeah, it would have been a bad idea. Yeah, I mean this 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 movie's been talked about, you know, being remade for like you know three hundred years now. So. Uh, I think the last one we've heard was Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm I'm, I'm okay with not that happening it's again yeah. it's one of those moves this is one of those movies you, you've captured a, a lightning in a bottle you yeah, don't want to remake Scarface you don't want to remake Jaws you don't want to remake Godfather do what other people have done make films in that genre almost as good as as those originals mm-hmm. same thing redo a crow-esque movie maybe do a new crow movie not not this movie you know James O'Barr's got a ton of books out there ton Find one, make it a better. Love screen. that line. Yeah, just sits there and admits he killed that guy. He's like, "That's where I got the jacket from." Yeah, like the jacket. Yeah. And this little scene right here, where he's basically saying everybody's already dead; they just don't know it yet. And there's Brandon doing his best Batman imitation. <laughs> so that's how it works. Yeah, with me catching up on the uh, on Gotham, there there's one scene I think it's the beginning of the 
fourth season where, where Bruce and, and, and Gordon are talking in the, in the police station by themselves and Gordon turned, around, turned away and Bruce, and he turns back and Bruce is gone. I was like, oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, Perfect. yeah. Now, now after watching Gotham, I'm like yelling at Gordon going, okay, you're as dumb as Lois Lane. How do you not put two and two together? <laughs> I don't think she's done much. Mm, maybe not. I mean, nothing that we may have known. Nothing, about. yeah, nothing. Let me see. That is Byling. That's her name, Byling. And mm, nothing really noteworthy couple TV shows. Damn, in alphabetical order. Fuck it, hey. What's that? No, I was just going to say, they stuck the blades in alphabetical order. Shit, that's... Uh... dollar it's interesting it says prior to filming uh, Brendan Lee had somewhat of a morbid fascination with death mm. uh, he would often drive around in a hearse he owned visiting famous graveyards while listening to the doors it's a little weird I can definitely say I've had my 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 goth moments but I don't can't say I've ever Definitely done, done the doors. I can definitely listen to the doors. Uh, no hearse, and I no, no, no never visited no. the um, yeah, never visited graveyards. You know, not on per well, not 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 you know for for visiting sake. <laughs> Put face. I used to say that to my brother all the time. Can't read all the time. <laughs> and yes, I posted sometimes on Facebook at four o'clock in the morning. Can't read all the time. And then you actually, um, they actually made a song of that. Have you listened to it? What? It is the uh, the song. It can't. It can't read all the time. Oh yeah, no, it was on, it's on it's, the soundtrack. And no, it's it's done the soundtrack, and it, actually, there's a version of it on the score. The score version is yeah. awful. It's can't rain all the time. Can't rain. I'm like, what the well, hell? No, it's, it's, in the, you know, it's in the soundtrack. There's uh, the, oh, I think no, there's, there's a band that does it. There's a girl that sings it. Yeah, I know that one. No, no, there's no. Another no, there's, a, there's a scene in here where it's the record skips. And it's a guy. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's that it. Tone. Can't yeah. rain all the time. Can't yeah. rain. Ha, <laughs> ha. 
According to Empire Magazine, apparently uh, cocaine abuse was rampant on set with uh, cameramen shooting whilst high, crew going into the toilets to snort between shots, and people cutting around. Uh, One crew member recalls hearing the sound of a sneeze on set one day and and annoyed uh, Brandon Lee. He quipped, oh, someone just lost 50 bucks. (laughs) I believe it. I believe Uh, it. I mean, it was the '90s. It's '90s, man. I I, I lived in a, a L.A. Uh, in the '90s myself, and yes, that was very rampant. That is, is that helmet playing? No, that's not helmet. Helmet is on the soundtrack. No, I'm just trying to figure what song is this playing right now. Yeah, like I said, yeah, living in L.A., man, it was blow was around all the time. Like I didn't do it. But I had friends that, like most of my friends did, and so I, the the people that they got it from thought I did it too. So every time I would say, "Hey man, how's it going?" We shake hands. There'd be a baggie in my hand. I'm like, "That dude, I don't." And now here we are coming up to the infamous scene. Oh, one of the greatest scenes probably in cinema history, coming up right now. Well, no, this is the scene where. Supposedly the best. But the scene itself is very oh, the scene itself and, the is li- and the lines. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's why it's it's an eerie scene to begin with just because of the lines. But then, of course, you know what happens at this moment. Yeah. Here, fun boy. Yeah, they had an interview here with uh, Michael Massey who's playing fun boy and yeah he says he still has nightmares as of like 2005 when they were did an interview with him he still has nightmares about this he uh he passed away i believe a couple yeah, years ago 2016 i believe yeah. after having a bit of a still a good career i think he was in one of the marvel movies i think he was in yeah he, or a couple of spider-mans i believe yeah. too maybe that's what i was like so I, I knew he was marvel something but yeah he's he took a year off after, for after this happened from from acting. Well, everybody who was acting in this movie said it was very, even Ernie Hudson. He talked to Hudson. He was like, you know, it's a very heavy movie. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, the, 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 he took a couple roles after this that were not as heavy, yeah, kind of lighthearted. Because he said that you know it's very it's very traumatic. Oh, this is awesome. freaky <laughs> again, guys, again 1990s low budget just so don't 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 get too upset and that was actually done afterwards this the cgi was done afterwards Ow. oh And Darla's running away. <laughs> Another good scene, too. This one.
I don't think he's dead at this point, right? He, when he puts the needles in, that's when he dies. Because technically, I think he's still alive right now. He just shot himself in the knee, it looked like. Yeah. Let's try to help her out. Oh, so freaky. That line is from William Makepeace Factory. It's an old uh, 1800. Mother is a name of God. Yeah. It's an old writer from uh, 1800s that they they used. So, I mean, these guys, you know, when they read, definitely when they wrote this, they they dug deep on their literature. Even uh, the uh, God's playing Teeper, he actually was reading um, Dante's Inferno. Because a lot, a lot of what he, a lot of what he quotes, is from from that. And it's funny you say that because Alex Proyas was commissioned to do a version of Dante's Inferno, which actually was going to morph into Paradise Lost. Yeah, which is a a John Milton. If, that book is basically a book about um, it's called like a tragedy, I believe. It's uh, basically it's the fall of Satan into hell and. The Archangels. It's, it's actually it was a pretty good idea. Bradley Cooper was going to play Lucifer. I know that. That movie. Course, just I don't. If anybody's read the book, and I, I'm sure everybody has. I think it's a prerequisite to read it in high school. But yeah, yeah, you have to. If, you, if you're in high school, you had to read that book. That so. one, I don't think it would have been done that well. Uh, just I just because of everything. I mean, it's the journey of of Dante through hell, you know, and, and uh, the different the nine levels, the nine that's nine circles of hell. The video game was pretty good though. <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, Anne Rice. And speaking, of, we spoke of Anne Rice earlier, but uh, Anne Rice had a a similar novel, ninety four five. I think it was a uh, um, uh, the uh, Memento of the Devil or Devil the Devil Memento, and mm-hmm. it was kind of similar. Like Lestat dies, and he has to he is escorted through hell with with the devil. So that would have been, that's not a bad one. That'd be interesting. That, it's actually yeah. one of the good, better books. I was kind of like losing my, my patience with her. And when that book came out, I, again, I was living in LA at the time. So I'm thinking it was 94, 95. And yeah, that book came out. And I just said, like, I really fell in love with her, with her writing again. Cause I was like, oh man, that's just such an interesting story and, a, and an interesting idea, especially her take on what hell is and what the devil is doing and it was it was it was kind of interesting it was it was one of those moments i think i as uh, when i met my wife we actually had like an hours and hours of long discussion she was against what i was what i was going well no this book is putting a good idea it's an interesting idea mm-hmm. but uh but yeah it's a definitely one to, to check out and read nice you got to wear your uh, your officer's hat in the house yeah what's up with that <laughs> <laughs> nice like <laughs> yeah i love their interaction here just it's it's, it's great because he's yeah he's, he's he's like i'm Really, this is like the mundane stuff of life. I'm, I'm really don't. Need and he knows it too. That's why he's like, he's like, oh, let me. He needs a beer. Yeah. 
Like Eric's like, well, this mundane stuff doesn't apply to me anymore. Yeah. But here, you're here. Let me make you feel comfortable. Yeah, that's what he's doing. That's, <laughs> he's trying to make him feel comfy. He's like, I know. Yeah, you're you're gonna want to drink after we we uh, talk. Trust me. I got some heavy shit to drop on you. Here's something interesting. There are no crows in this movie. No crows? So that, that's what, like a puppet? They're all ravens. Oh. Uh, it's because the crows, I guess the beak isn't as pronounced, and the ro- ravens have a much larger, larger, uh, they're, they're larger birds, and, they're, and they have a more uh, impressive beaks, they said, so they went with it. The I also believe I believe ravens are a little bit easier to train too. I think they're, oh, okay. they're, they're, they're cause they're a little bit smaller. Crows are a little bit more wild standing, probably. Probably, yeah. But mm. I do know like ravens are trainable and little smart asses. Like the I, I do, do know like ravens will have like, you know, communication with it, with their fellow birds and they'll like if one's in danger. I saw something, I think it was on YouTube. This guy bought his neighbor a recording device, put it on his shed of uh, a sound of a raven in distress. And then also all these ravens just like flock to this guy's house. <laughs> oh my God. And he's sticking his head out the window. Man, what's going on over there? Why you got this? And he finally, the guy finally finds the, the, the recording device. <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> it's probably something I would do to the, to, do to our neighbor <laughs> where I'm at now. Probably he's a he's an old uh, he's an old Winchester uh, folk, so I I think I get away with it. But I don't want to scare his pigeons. He's got a, a nest full of pigeons. Aww. Oh, that's kind of cool. The opening set was scene was a uh, was all a uh, uh, miniatures. When you were talking about how cool the opening scene was, yeah, yeah, the opening ones, yeah, yeah, it was uh, the production was used miniatures and projection technology. See, I don't... actually kind of remember seeing a making of where the scene where you see, um, you see the the police officer at the, at the crime scene. They zoom in. That's actually that was actually like a green screen they did, and you know, like it was superimposed it over. like the design of his makeup in this movie better than the other ones that come after because i think it's more it's not as pronounced as in the next couple of movies like here it's kind of just blended in no i when you watch um and if you see the second one you'll see what i'm saying I'll, i know, I know. I'm, I'm a fan of the second one you gotta you gotta realize i, okay, I watch yeah. i watch the second one a couple times a year so with the second one it's it's much more laid back it's faded in it's it's less defined than this one i think it's more defined other than the, ones, the, 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 the other ones are worse the, oh let's not even go there yeah the oh, other boy. ones the other ones is probably what you're thinking of this the second oh, one he's more it's it's not as pronounced i don't think because it literally to the at certain points like it literally almost looks like it fades away throughout the movie well well you'll see when we get to that one okay Thanks. 
such a dick. Okay, that just that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, the phrase "it can't rain all the time" mm. was inspired by an encounter with the writer of James O'Barr when he was a teenager. He was living in Shepherd, Michigan, uh, prior to enlisting in the Marines, uh, and he was down on his luck. Found himself unable to pay for groceries. Uh, frustrated, he decided to buy just rice. To which the man in line behind him said, "You can't eat rice all the time." While paying for O'Brien's groceries, the man turned out to be uh, Lee Colin, the mayor of Shepherd himself. Oh wow! So the line comes from "You can't eat rice, rice all, the, all time. the time." <laughs> Can you imagine that in the movie? Can't yeah, eat rice yeah. all the time. <laughs> Oh, and I take that back. Jason Momoa left the project for the remake uh, two years ago. Huh. So, thank you. Well, yeah, I don't. Again, I, Jay, I love Jason. Love the stuff he does. I've loved. Don't him think ever. he would have been good crow man. No, I've loved him since Stargate. But uh, yeah, just don't don't think he'd be a good crow. Crow to me has to be waif. unknown. Yeah, he has to be that waif kind of character. Yeah, unknown definitely. Uh, so yeah that's to be the crow you have to possess like you, you can't be you look at momoa he's very omnipresent right he's a very big dude right and i think it's going to take away from the crow you want somebody like you just said very very surly with like a dark sense of humor slight sadistic but kind of like a, a touch of dark sense of humor like that's what you need yeah well not you, a sense of humor you just need to wait when i say wave i mean wave like wave all thin you know it's a term they've used in like modeling and stuff like that. Very. Wasteful. What do you mean? So you want you don't want to use a fat guy? Uh, I don't want to use a muscle. What's wrong with the fat crow? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Just bust your jobs. Man. Can't eat pork and beans all the time either. So. Hey, man. Hey, 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 hey. But uh, Captain Mike at the Heroes oh, Asylum. Man, Captain okay. Mike's eating pork and beans too. Don't you worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> me, me, and this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, plague or whatever you, you just be, being uh, stuck inside. Yeah, it's not not doing my uh, my hips any good here. But yeah, I no, I just I that. think somebody unknown, like you said, but also somebody that's smaller in stature. Uh, he's a musician, obviously. You know, you want your, you know, your skinny, you know. Scott Weiland, I, you know, God rest his soul, but I think yeah, he probably would have been an amazing yeah. crow if they ever tried to. Dude, he could have been, I think he could have been great. That's a good choice. Especially with all the inner demons eventually got him, too. Yeah. You know, there it is. Counts rain all the time, yeah. man. I hope that wasn't Brandon singing. No, I, I, whoever it was, maybe it wasn't. Okay. You never know. I don't oh, know. It was terrible. <laughs> I've never come across anything that uh, they had. To say who sang that, those. There was a band in Orlando, or actually in Deltona, that I saw them. They opened up for Bad Apples, if you remember that local band. Um, they were called Hangman Joe, and they were awful. <laughs> That's what I remember. They weren't. They weren't like the, these long-haired dudes who look cool. No, they're a bunch of buzz cut dudes who sang like these. I call it bromo rock now because that's what it sounds like. Bromo rock, like Five Finger Death Punch, is bromo rock to me. Like everything is like this. Like that's what it was. So. <laughs> Come on. See, T Bird retired and he became Charlie and the Wick franchise. So maybe John Wick's part of this. Maybe. Maybe this is all taking place. And, and yeah, this is before, like, you know, he's Wick is not yet. Well, he's probably like a kid now. 
no, no. At this point, Quick would be uh, just starting off in his his assassin. Yeah, career. starting off his assassin career. Yeah, you got to think how how old was uh how old was Keanu at this time? So I think he was in his twenties. So was Wick. So IGN's top 100 comic book heroes has ranked James O'Barr's character number 37. 37? Yeah, that's pretty high. That's kind of low. No, I think I think. You I don't know. I would put them at least top 20. Top, top, top 20. Comic book, comic book heroes. You think about the comic book heroes. All comic book heroes. Mm. At least your DC and your Marvel are taking up the first 20. Easy. Throwing Spawn. Okay, so, uh, throwing, throwing Spawn and... You know, image comic books. You got you probably that's probably going to be your top twenty-five to thirty. Thirty-seven's not bad. Mm. I mean, really, when you really think about it, mm. you you can't just say the X Men. You're probably going to have your X Men are probably taking up at least seven or eight of them. <laughs> probably. Oh, hit him in the gym. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, 30, you want, thirty-seven to me is pretty pretty good. I think. Short money. <laughs> uh, gonna make fun of the cops that's how they do it yep. so Faster. there's another resurrection movie of sorts out there in the lexicon of our of comic book fans um, that also has another villain named Skank and I believe you hmm. like this movie. And I won't say it's like a, a major, major like for you, but I, you do know it. And I, I'm sure, pretty sure you enjoy watching it. Um, hmm. It does have one of the Sheen brothers in it. Let's let you, let, maybe you'll open up your, open up your mind a little bit. More. Hmm. Is it Emilio? No. It's Charlie? Charlie. Oh wait! I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. They, and this, I think they should do a remake of this movie, and it that, would one, be they, that one they should. Yeah, yeah. the Wraith, man. The Wraith, I exactly. love the Wraith. There's, yes. there's another skank villain in that movie as well, and it's basically about a resurrected character. That's like the Crow meets the Fast and Furious. That's what I call that movie. Yeah, we'll go with that. You know they actually sold that interceptor car for a while. Oh yeah, well it was a it was a Dodge and they it was just a modified with the yeah. with the wing on the back or the the fin on plating the plating and that was a dope looking car though. Yeah, it was yeah, the fast and crowiest. That's what the fast and crowiest. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. At this point, you just got to combine franchises now. Like uh, uh there's a report they want to combine uh. Bad Boys with the Beverly Hills Cop. We're doing mashups. That what you're yeah, doing? yeah. Why mash-ups. not? Why not do a true Beverly Hills with Beverly Hills Cop? Ooh, okay. well, that's not a bad one. See, I mean, keep it on the same wavelength. Oh, both in Beverly Hills. And you know what? You could throw in like little cameos from the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, there you go. True Beverly Hill Cops. Yeah, Beverly like Hill Cops. <laughs> Crow, 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 should, Crow should have people from uh, the Warriors in here. 
I mean, that's oh, dude, yes. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, like they do like a little cut scene in the middle of it, and you see them like there's like just a small scene like in the back alley. And they're fighting. You see like the baseball gang, and you see the Warriors themselves. That'd be cool. Warriors come out and play. <laughs> there ain't no coming back. There ain't no coming back. Freaking duct taped into a car, man. You keep telling yourself that because you're going to go there soon. Uh... I swear I've seen Skank before. Um, he doesn't like in. I don't think he doesn't have that many. Oh, yeah, he does. He's just not listed there. That's very strange. I mean, not a lot, but, I mean, he was a baby boomer, G.I. Jane, two girls and a guy. I mean, he's got some, he's got some history. Not, not a lot, but. Of course, he's got to leave his calling card, the crow yep. signal. Which is more evident, I believe, in the second film. He does this a lot. If I remember correctly, it's the same amount. It's just it's the same amount. Yeah, I mean, for every everybody he kills, he leaves a mark, and they, so far he's done the same thing. It's nothing extra. Look at that. even Tony Todd has a, a, a cocaine ring. Seen that? Uh huh. Look at that. They all gotta have their coke rings. Well, those weren't those weren't a uh, that wasn't part of the the, the costumes. That was just stuff. That was something that he showed up with that. Hey, what, what does Tony have? How about the Tony was the guy supplying everybody? I could see it. Hey guys, you know what I got today? Got some of that good stuff. It's the candy man. See, it all ties together. Yeah, he was actually in uh, one of my other favorite movies, Tony Todd. Uh, the Man from Earth. So one of the movies oh. I, uh, we've talked about trying to do. I still, it's on, it's still on my list. But yeah, he was he was in that movie too. That's right. Can't wait till, till we actually get around to doing that movie. We'll get there. It's it's only my third my third chance my third try this month. So. You've had three, and it's my third one. Yes, sir. Yeah. Forget it. There we go. Just uh, flip it over. That's it. There you go. Say, back oh, together. Now I cook, but it doesn't turn out right. Make something new. Make don't something don't new, throw yeah. it away. Don't throw it away, man. Just gonna make something different out of it now. What are you blaming him for? Are you not part of the cops too? Again, plays a douchebag. Yeah, like, Ooh, like seriously, uh, take some responsibility. Like the way he talks, like it's your freaking fault. Where were you at? Where were you at, douche? God damn. Then he fires him for no reason.
Doesn't he look like a young Edward James almost a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's got the, the, the face, the pock face. Yeah, so I was gonna say the pock face. Oh, I was so sorry. That was not the scene when Brandon got shot. Wow, I do apologize. That scene, the scene where he got shot, was at the very beginning when they were showing the flashbacks. When uh, Lee was filming the scene where his uh, character Eric is shot after being after seeing them beat and rape his fiance, that's when mm. the, that was the the scene. I I I always thought it was the scene where originally when I when I first heard about it before any you know the internet came around or anything, I always thought it was the scene coming up where he's standing on top of the table mm-hmm. and like you know thirty guys have guns and I was like okay that scene a mistake could be made I could see that happening, um, and then for a long from well longest time until. Now, I always thought it was the the scene with a uh, fun boy and Darla, but no, it was a flashback. It, it was so I, flashback. I didn't even remember that. No, yeah, see, yeah, it was when uh, wow, that's crazy. So he, he, yeah, so yeah, I guess he was pretty much done with filming because I figure you know a lot of times flashbacks gonna be the last thing you're gonna film. Those are like pickup shots usually. You'll yeah, do usually, like toward yeah, the end. So. Yeah, because the majority of the filming of a film, like from what I have learned. Only takes like if you're an actor, it depends like where you're on the on the on the roll call sheet. If you're number one, of course you're gonna have the most scenes. But if you're number one, most of the time it takes you about six weeks. You should get everything done in six weeks. Yeah, the length, based off the length of the movie. Yeah, it's the length of the movie. Yeah, anything, depending on TV series, a little bit different, but uh, a movie is usually six weeks. Yeah, and after that, it's post, post pickups and then whatever else they want to add. Yeah, so. That's why that whole, bit, the whole thing with everybody going, oh, this movie's going in to get reshoots. Every movie gets reshoots. Every does movie gets reshoots. Everybody does. Chill out. That's one of the biggest. Can you believe that we live in an age nowadays where everybody freaks out about reshoots? Yeah. Like, oh, no. Oh, no. The movie's going to suck. How do you know? Yeah. They do that all the time. They, they do reshoots all the time. They build that into the budget. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're not supposed to go off and do other movies and get bad mustaches. You know, they, they, they're told, yeah. hey, this many months after shooting, you cannot change your appearance. You know, but again, I think that uh, that one movie, I think all the other shit was going on, and they yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on with that shit. Especially with that one, that was a late, late. I think that was outside of the range, or that's probably why he. That was basically a thing where they decided, oh, we don't want to go this route, we want to go this route, so we had to reshoot all this shit. The and like see, oh. the scene that he was in there with the fucking mustache was, a, oh. it was such a throwaway scene; it wasn't even funny. It was so bad. I was like, why? Why even? Why'd you even do that? I think when I saw that movie with you, and I looked, I was like, yeah. what? the hell and why why do, why do you even film that scene if you didn't nobody and, and didn't bring it up nobody would have heard about it it would it would have been the movie just that would that one part of the movie would have just been faded away yep but no, no. again but, one of the one of the perks of the age we live in and some and one of the takeaway the bad parts of the of the you know what we live in uh, yes, we get more access to information. I mean, that our podcast is based off of us getting more access or even just talking about rumors. Um, but yeah, when you hear too much, I think it takes it, takes it away. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking about it. Mm. Uh, but when I was talking about how James O'Barr didn't like Brandon doing this because of the one movie he saw, but yet you named off a couple of other movies that he was actually decent in. Mm-hmm. I w- I can equate that to to the new Batman. You know, people have only seen Robert do one thing, yet there's a whole bunch of other movies he's done in. And uh so I can kind of see that it, that taking you know kind of the same thing here I think will happen. 
not him getting shot in the film, but that he'll. <laughs> the vampire sparkle. Yeah, I mean, he's done other movies besides. Yeah, that. I think you know, and it's so that's what kills me. Like, come on, that's so silly. I my own my my biggest irk about that, and I and you and I've had this talk. It's it's just why I understand Ben's reason for backing off but i just why go backwards again why do we have to tell this origin story uh, yeah i just that, that bugs me man like even it's like oh but it's only year two but still we i've seen the young guy already we're gonna see the story if batman the the nolan ones were year one and or two and three i mean i don't know what's the big deal about doing a year two it's still freaking bad like i don't like i don't care <laughs> just make him like he's been around for 10 years yeah that's what I want. I want. I love. You, the, I love had, the old middle aged Batman. Yeah, That's we've like never had one. that. Even, like, even not even middle aged. Just even a ten year. Yeah. Batman. Let him have history. Let him have something. We don't have to have everything be fresh and new. That's why I love the scenes that he had with Alfred. Uh, yeah, with, because with, they, with, they with talk, Affleck. Yeah, because they talk about shit thing. that is that has already happened. Yeah. That, and you're showing, you know, there's a history, and it's great for us fanboys. Are like, oh, you know, they're, they're, oh, the at least at least we're not dealing with mechanical penguins. Just just that alone, just like blew like images up in my head. Like, oh, what penguins? Oh, what did penguin do? You know, I went, you went, I went back to the uh, the Burton one. You know, a little bit, and just 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 little like nods like that. I think are perfect. Yep, that's all you need. But no, we got to go back to the beginning and see pearls. Oh God, I just I hope not. I'm so tired of the Wayne's dying. I'm gonna go buy a, a fake pl- plastic pearl necklace and just throw it <laughs> at the screen when it happens. <laughs> so it's like 3D. Then the whole oh, what is that? Yeah. Oh my God. So, yeah. So awesome. I hope they don't show that scene at all. Hey, well, you know. They I hope they just don't. I mean, we already saw that they were filming a big, massive funeral scene. So who knows if that's there? I story. hope that's not it. I I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's like Falcone or somebody. You know. Damn, that's deep. And he's up on the roof shredding. Sorry, I'm a musician. I know. You I love, love watching people fake play guitar. I'm like, no, don't, don't at least get somebody on there that like really looks like they can play guitar. This is, I think, this is Thrill Kill Cult right now. Yeah, this is. Yep. Yeah. It's me growing up as a bass player. I, I did when I first heard this. I had to learn these fucking bass lines, man. Oh, they, they were just like, sure, just magic. I was like, oh, wait a second. You can be in, in like this punk industrial dance band and actually be a band. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just love that. It's like about this time I was getting into KM, KMFDM ministry, you know, I think not, not, but a couple of years after this, I think uh, we had, um, what, like, uh, like garbage and a couple other bands where mm-hmm, yeah. it's like kind of like a, a, a bass beat, but it was real musicians. I just, I just love that idea. Is that Jay Leno? <laughs> oh, that guy, the tailor, like Jay Leno. Hey guys, come out. Like what the fuck? 
We don't we don't blow today. Hmm? <laughs> so what's happened that time, Donna? <laughs> so we had four movies for the Crow franchise: uh, Crow, Crow City of Angels, Salvation, and then Salvation. Wicked Prayer. Wicked Prayer. That was the Edward Furlong one, right? That was Edward. Prayer, yes, and Dennis Hopper. Don't forget that. That's David Boreanaz was in that movie too, wasn't he? Uh, Boreanaz, Tara Reid. I mean, oh, let's not. Boy. I mean, talking. You want to look all star cast. Of what people you think, Edward, David, Tara, uh, even uh, Emmanuel, like, Emmanuel Chikori, whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah. So I mean, she's definitely you know. Again, look at the list of the actors. Like, holy crap! And hmm, hmm, hmm bad. Mm-hmm. And then you, had, of course, you know, you had the Salvation, which was the third one. You had Salvation a, was awful. Yeah, oh. you had Eric, Kirsten Dunst, Jodie Lynn O'Keefe, Fred Ward. I mean, just again somewhat of a decent acting group here just not so good that's why i think the first two movies they they were like very light on actors you know as far as people that would be known you know really i mean the big name you know he wasn't even big at the time was vincent perez on the second one and then uh iggy pop but iggy pop really just did like cameo and like guest stars on on things you know it wasn't anything great and then, of course, you check out the one season of The Crow, Stairway to Heaven. Oh, boy. Which I did like that one. It was okay. And again, you had Mark uh, DeCascos. The, yeah, he was, he's a, I think he was in a couple more. I think he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., wasn't he? Mark uh, DeCascos? I don't think he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. One, the one movie I loved that he was in, it was a French movie, A Brotherhood of the Wolf. I mean, just amazing. If nobody's ever seen Brotherhood of the Wolf. Must must watch. Uh, I think he was in Cradle Cradle to the Grave too. Cradle to the Wow. But uh, but, <laughs> but Brotherhood Brotherhood of the Wolf. And if nobody knows who we're talking about, he was the American Iron Chef. That's right, folks. The Crow was the American Iron Chef because he was there because his uncle was retired. <laughs> so bad watching that. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're the fucking crow. I saw you in Brotherhood of the Wolves. You are not the Iron Chef. Stop acting. Gentlemen. Another cool scene. They should have shot him right now. Yeah, again, this is this is the scene when I went to the movie theater and for years after I thought this was the scene. Because here, like I said, you got at least 30 guns pointing at him. This is cool. Zip. Hey, man, where'd he go? One of the most violent scenes I've ever seen. Notice the music, how it changes, too. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yep, gotta get the hookers out of there. Ooh. Dude, when you have Thrill Kill Cult playing and murder happening, come on. Can't get any better than that. Can't get any better. Let's need some Coke and hookers. I mean, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, just great, sort great out. action scene here. Oh, just, just awesome. Yeah, once you get the sword out, that's it. It's over. Again, I mean, just to, to get the training he's had. Oh. I mean, not, not from his father, because he was pretty young when his dad passed away. But still, I'm pretty sure he was a practitioner of his dad's yep. martial arts. I mean, just think of the... I like how one of those guys just drops in on, on the floor. Yeah. Nah, see how the music changes right now? Look at that. You get through a kill call and you go through this like very dark symbiotic type of like sound. The light flashing like that. Look at that. Be a bad guy. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> I love that way he lands. <laughs> Dances away. Damn, they're all over him now. That's right, folks. What is that? Uh, what, what's the what's the running across the the the, the uh, a little CGI thing that's going on? No, there? no, no. The oh, I'm trying to remember the name of it now. Where you run across the rooftop like that? Uh, oh, uh, I forget. What are they? There's a term. Yeah, there is. I feel like those. He was he was doing. They were doing it before that. Uh, was ever thing here. Sorry, I just keep think, remembering the office. They did a scene where they were trying to do this and they were just like so horrible at it. Mm. Was it Spider-Man trying to do that? Tobey Maguire Spider-Man did that. 
No, nah, not as much as this guy. Not... No. Toby was just, you know, just running around, being Spider-Man, sticking to things. Freaky. Are you cool? Come on, what are you, what are you kids, crazy? Yeah, why trick-or-treating so late? It's got to be at least 10 o'clock by now. Detroit, man. They do whatever they want. We, we, Guess so. We know how Detroit people are. Detroit, Rock City. We got some Detroit uh, friends, so we know how they are. You, yeah. you can't tell them what to do. No. That's why they always get in trouble. That's right, folks. Even Detroit looks like shit back then, so. One of the only links between the first and second movie is uh, Sarah. Yep. Unfortunately, they couldn't get the actress, same actress to play her. But I don't think she had aged much more. But again, I just don't think, you know, she didn't, I don't know why. They were solved reason why, but I did, like the, I did like the actress they got to play her. So. Yeah, she was all right. And of course, this is the same, this is the thing that ties it together was that ring, mm-hmm. which I believe you see in the second one. Like I said, I haven't seen the second one in a long time. Well, we will see it in a couple we will see it soon. We will see it soon. You yes, you guys will have to wait. You guys have to wait for that. Yeah, for you guys, it'll be two years from now. See ya. I got you, little girl.
Well, does, does she return the second one? Who? The uh, Bingling? No, there's another crazy Asian girl that comes back. Okay, because I was going to say, is that the same one? Because I know in the second one, like, it's, it's funny because, well, you know what's going to happen with her eyes in a couple, couple minutes. And the, and the second one, I believe the same Asian lady has no eyes. So I'm just wondering. Yeah, no, actually, if no, she's not Asian. I take that. I so take that back. Sorry, um, any uh, Asian listeners. She's not. Asian. She is just missing her eyes, and she's just covered up in a, like a cloak thing. Oh, okay. Not sure. If the more I watch this, the more I'm, I'm recalling the second one now. So I'm trying to think. That was it? Was it a direct sequel or? Yes and no. Because the, the only, like again, the only t- the only thread is Sarah. So I mean, you can count that as a sequel. Uh, and then the fact that it's the crow who is the interweaving thing of all crow things, you know. Like, you know, the crow. It's supposed to be. I think they were. I think he was taking it from the fact of like like Indian culture, like the Native American culture had. You know that the, there was, you know, they had spirit animals, and the crow would kind of fell in line with that. Because even in the, I think it's in the one graphic novel where they actually takes place in in the old west with the Indian with a with an Indian, that's where you get more of the answer as to what exactly it is. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love his imitations. Great. Me too. That was great. <laughs> call, call. Hey, fuck, I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> That's how Detroit is, man. People walking around with swords in the back of their mm-hmm. backs. I believe in the TV series, if I recall, this, they had specific animals for specific people when they came back. They, and there was a reason they, why. Yeah. Didn't they delve into that? And it was like yeah. a guy with a snake. And it was yeah, like, the, there was a the, reason. The main bad it. guy was like his, his spirit animal was a snake. And I think, yeah, I think they were delving more into the animal lore yeah it. that's what i recall and then like they had shelly on there a couple times where she was on a bridge but she couldn't go across the bridge yeah yet. They, yeah they, he, she's like well you had you still he was like oh i've already avenged us but she's like no but you have to avenge everybody somebody yeah, else yeah. yeah it was like you're on a path now because because you did something i forget what it was something he had done yeah they had they had a couple of good ideas it's just like the whole other animal thing i didn't i didn't i don't know that was that got a little well. I mean, I kind of like they they wanted to fresh it up a little bit, you know. What why? I mean, they could have gone all birds, to, you know. But again, you 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 end up with a, you know one of them being Coco Beware as a crow. I mean, <laughs> do we do we really want that? <laughs> Watch out! Here comes Frankie. That's why Coco's still alive. <laughs> that's, right, that's why. Frankie's keeping Coco Beware alive. Man. That's, a, that's a spirit animal. That's literally. That's why Jake's still kicking. He's got the snake. Yeah, he got the snake. That's right. A couple of weeks ago, they had, you know, with all the everybody in quarantine and everything, they actually had, uh, there's a, a guy actually here is from, from Orlando, but he's drifted off and doing his own thing now uh, on YouTube. And he's been doing these uh, 
get togethers for like nostalgic sake. And he actually got the whole Ghostbusters together. I guess he was, he's friends. He's like, he's friends with um, the new, uh, the new, the new director. And then, you know, he got his dad involved and then his dad reached out to somebody else. And then it was just like this whole, this, you know, this chain reaction of, Hey, who's in your phone book kind of thing. That's cool. Yeah. It was really cool. And he's done that with a lot of different um, franchises a lot of things from the eighties. He's again, he's, he's, he's from here in Orlando. Um, the, the, the guy that's doing it. And I've been trying to catch on some of his stuff because, or not here in Orlando. Sorry. He's from down South Florida, but I, or he was talking about going to see Ghostbusters in the theater. And I went to that theater. It was the same theater that I would go to, uh, when my, when I would go to visit my dad in South Florida, he was talking about the theater he went to. I'm like, I, I lived and breathed in that theater every summer when my dad would go to work during the day, he'd leave me a handful of quarters and I'd go wandering off into the theater. I'd spend, you know, at least good three movies a day in the theaters. Damn. Don't mess with the see don't, don't don't mess with the crow. That do not tell me that they did not rip off that scene from Damien the Omen Part Two when the crow actually oh, yeah. is ripping that lady's eyes apart. Well, that was actually ripped off from the birds. But they, well, okay, so well, it's the birds and then the omen and the crow. Okay, you always so got to you always got to go back. You to always got to go back to the birds. That's true. You're right. Got to go back to the father on that one. Did you ever see that the remake of the birds? Yes. Oh boy. The only remake of anything Alfred Hitchcock was was Psycho, and that was just because it was cool because it was scene for scene. It's the yeah. only thing I thought it was kind of, but the, I mean, the rest of the movie was not that great. Josh Gad is who I'm talking about. And he does things called uh, Reunited Apart. That's that's the uh, YouTube channel if you guys want to check that out. He's got a couple of really cool ones. I know one of them was the the Ghostbusters, and he got everybody, everybody. Sigourney came on, Bill came on, Aykroyd. I wonder how they got Bill on. That's gonna. Hey, was, Bill was surprised when I saw he was on there. That's why I was like, "Wow, that's." But again, this is the only way people can get out and you know talk right now. You know, everybody's you know stuck at home and. love this church that they have here and this that was very much similar to the to the book yes very I love this. Yep. You did put a smile on my face. Great villain, man. 
Damn. Very poetic the way he kills him, too. Oh, yeah. The pain that he caused other people is the way he's going to die. And this is such an eerie shot right now. Look at that. Sean, why don't you help him, man? You... <laughs> are you are you dead yet? And he cured him of cigarettes. Exactly. Oof, gone again. Mm-hmm. That's the last time I'll ever drink like that. <laughs> do, do, do. God, he's getting shot. What a penis. Yeah, you can. Dick. Hey, what? You didn't capture the guy? What's wrong with you? You missed it. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up? Doesn't even look like her. No. You know, all the scenes we've seen of her and everything, this she just she's mostly hidden, like she was like bandaged up or in shadow. Well, I think also is that the coloring and lighting and stuff like that, yeah, because I just I don't just didn't look like her when I was like, is that the same actress? I think I have to change her halfway through what happened. What the hell's going on?
And she leaves and becomes an artist in L.A. Tattoo artist. Tattoo is it tattoo artist. Okay. Yeah. For Brandon and Eliza. Probably one of Alex Price's better better movies too. He did um, he's done some other ones, but I think this is up there with with Dark City. Well, yeah, those like, are those are two from him. Like he, two yeah, comic Dark book I, I Robot as well. I mean, those. You know, when you look at you know some of the other ones he's done, I think well, I think I Robot was also in a, a comic book adaptation as well. I believe so. Yeah, so I think he's done a couple of comic book adaptations. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well. I mean, you look at Crow, Dark City, I Robot. I think are great ones. Knowing, eh, and then he, eh, then eh. he shits the bed completely with Gods of Egypt. Oh boy, uh, which I was like, I was hoping that was going to be great. I was, dude. You know how hyped I was for that film. Oh yeah, oh. and then I saw him like, what the hell is this? Yeah. But you got to look when you look at his career, he doesn't have much. I mean, literally the movies we just named are pretty much it, other than Garage Days and some Spirits of the Air, Gremlin in the Clouds. I don't know some something. He, it was a directorial debut. I think it was a Japanese movie. Yeah. I don't, the Australian, sorry, independent post-apocalyptic. They're good for their Australia's good about their post-apocalyptic. But this thing. is as good as it's going to get for him. I mean, he's not. I mean, fortunately, he hasn't done anything, you know, since Gods of Egypt, which is. Really awful, but I mean, this he's, one was he's like, done short films. He's done a lot of short films. Um, uh, well, music videos though. That was where he seems to be. Uh, Is he living there yeah. now? Oh, uh, not not now, but that's kind of where he started. Crowded House, yes. Crowded Boy House. Girl, wow. Joe Jackson, Sting. Uh, yeah, he's had a bit of a. So he's been kind of all over the place. Yeah. So good for him. Who knows if they have a little ask him back one day? Maybe. I don't know. He's fifty six and fifty six. Yeah, and uh, I mean, he's, some people can recover, but you can't just can't recover from something like Gods of Egypt. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, oh, I hate boy. to be rough on him, but I'm sorry. That's um, that was that was not good. It's, it sucks too, because like I said, he's had a lot of good films. Like Dark yeah. City's another one that I mean, along you, the same tone of this movie, yeah. but you know, very completely different. I mean, like, you look at you you look at his average based off his movies. He's he's at a he's at an eighty five ninety percent. When yeah. you really sit down and go, okay, well, let's look at how many movies he's come out with and what what's been, and he's he's hit it out the park, you know, for the most part of his career. Just a glaring stinker is really, you know, the only thing that he we can say. Yeah. Well, like I said, hopefully he can recover. Maybe they'll actually do that Paradise Lost movie that he's been talked about doing for so long. But I guess we'll see. But um, like I said, watching this movie again, it's still great. It still holds up. I mean, almost like 30 years later. I mean, it's everything about it. Music, ambiance, it's just, it works. And if you guys have never seen it, do yourself a favor and watch it. Mm-hmm. Because this is a movie that does, to me, never gets, never gets old. Never well, gets if old. If you're listening to the podcast, hopefully you've been watching it as you've been listening to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> I would hope so. Would because be if fun. you just listen to, the, listen to this without watching the movie, I think it's a little... Yeah. We probably lost you at some point. Yeah, we lost you big time, so... But uh, I guess that's it. Um, yeah, we're gonna Captain? we're gonna we we are personally gonna take a break and come back with another crow movie, but probably be a week or so before, you know for you guys. So, uh, but yeah, make sure you guys check us out. Uh, Here's asylum.com. 
And uh, we can see all of our links for our other show here is Asylum, as well as our links to our Facebook page and our friendly neighborhood social medias. Uh, so what do you got on those, King? Twitter and Instagram at the Heroes Asylum podcast page. Thank you very much. And Instagram at the Heroes Asylum. And as always, you get our main area of contact is the Facebook page at the Heroes Asylum and the Heroes Asylum podcast page on Facebook. I'm going to start to do some more stuff on there. Check it out. I love the community. It's growing. It's sharing and liking. I can't wait. More people on there. And as always, thank you very much. The captain to me to you. Get to the asylum. Can't bring all the time.